I was uh, having uh, lunch with a friend of mine from one of my previous parishes, we were in Geneva, one of those little places on Third Street, and uh, she and I were just kind of discussing how things were going in our lives, and uh, subject came up of uh, her daughter. Who I did their I did her wedding uh, some years ago. This woman, her husband's daughter, and and we kind of we kind of laughed about it because you know they had gotten a date uh, for the wedding and you know, we had started marriage prep and all that. Um, and you know he had uh, just finished his his masters and just gotten a new job and she was just getting ready uh, after their wedding. Uh, to go and start medical school. And I get a phone call after, you know, midway through our, you know, that period of preparation for the wedding, which was some months off. And it was, it was the daughter, the bride-to-be, and she was all upset. And uh, she wanted to come in and talk, she and her fiancé, so they came in and, you know, we sat down and she was, uh, I know the wedding is scheduled uh, for uh, next spring, um, but is it possible that we could move the wedding up? All right, can we move the wedding up uh, to as soon as possible? Right? And I said, "Are sure? But, you know, what's what's up?" And she goes, "Well, you know, we're going to have a baby." And I'm like, "Oh, congratulations!" Uh, and she goes, it, it, she goes, it's okay? And I said, well, yeah. It's, I mean, I, it, obviously you're doing a little bit out of order. Uh, <laughs> these things happen. Uh, life happens. So we talked about it. And she goes, I, are you sure? And she goes, what, I'm just not sure what to do. I have all these plans. And we had these plans, you know, medical school, and, you know, our, our, all this stuff. And she goes, I go, what, were you going to get married next year? And she goes, yes. I said, then why would you not get married now? She goes, I just want to make sure it's okay. I said, it's okay. You know, at least from my standpoint, I'm just, yeah. Are you in for some, some struggles and challenges? Yeah. Because she was intended to still go to medical school. And I said, but you guys are going to have a baby. Praise God. And so, you know, as I, I, I tell that story, and I'll come back to it, I just want to remind you from last week, you know, we started our homily series, uh, Lift Your Eyes. And last week, the, the idea was, all right, lift your eyes off yourself and, and see, what the, see what it is the Lord is trying to do for you. What is he trying to give you? And this, year, this week, as we continue it, it's, it's to continue to see what the Lord is doing in our life, especially in the, the moments that surprise us or challenge us. And in the bulletin, after Father Claydar, he did the letter this week, I put some questions there so that you can take this message and maybe talk amongst yourselves or bring it to prayer. All right, so, so here, you know, we have this, I'm sitting there with uh, my friend and we're kind of laughing about that, that time because it was so stressful for her. It was such a surprise and all these different questions. But here we are all these years later. And she had a beautiful wedding. Yes, it was much earlier than planned. 
but they still did it. And she was shown a little bit, and she was beautiful, and it was a lovely wedding. And and you know now uh, four kids later, uh, she's a doctor, and and they've got their life. But it was a surprise. And and I asked my friend at, at lunch. I said, "Well, how did that happen? What do you think?" She goes, "Well." She, she's a smart girl, and she has great faith, but she's also got a family that loves her and supports her and would have done anything to help her. And also she had some good friends who encouraged her uh, to just lean into it. Friends, faith, family, that's what happened. Brothers and sisters, you know, we, we all encounter moments, don't we? where maybe life happens in a way that's a complete surprise to us. Maybe we aren't sure what we've got in front of us and we're scared or we're nervous, or we're angry, we're upset, we're fearful because life happens. Life happens. And we have to make a decision in those moments, don't we? Of how, to, how am I going to respond to this this new wrinkle in my life, this new surprise in my life, this new challenge in my life, this tragedy, this, this situation, this thing that causes me great anxiety or fear, how am I going to deal with it? And so then we kind of direct our, our gaze today to the Lord and the disciples who are in, this, who are in a moment of, of, of great anxiety. And what are the disciples, what is their response? Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. And Jesus says, if you had the faith the size of a, a mustard seed, this little tiny seed, if you had faith this big, you would say to that tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, it would obey you. And we think that's hyperbole, that Jesus is just speaking extravagantly, but he's really not. Because what is the act of taking, a commanding a tree to be uprooted and tossed into the sea, but something miraculous, something momentous, something out of the ordinary, something that is a surprise. And this is what the Lord is going to do for us. We say, why are there no miracles? Why can't we live like we did in the time of the disciples when people were converted and lives were transformed and the church was growing and, 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 and great things were happening? Brothers and sisters, that time is now. You had faith. The size of a mustard seed would say to this difficult situation, to this tragedy, to this, this new wrinkle, this, this moment of fear, anxiety, be uprooted and, and tossed into the sea, into God's hands, into divine providence, and see what's going to come about. That's the miracle. Is that in the midst of our lives and the, daily, the changing circumstances and daily events that we face, especially the ones that are difficult and, and surprising and challenging and out of the ordinary and unexpected, especially in those moments, we uproot them from our fear and we give them to God and God uses them and, change, and changes them and transforms them into the very things that work to our good and to our discipleship. We're not made for... A spirit of cowardice, but a spirit of power and glory and trust and, mir and the miraculous. Don't you see? The Lord is saying, I know, you're, I know these moments are challenged, but lift your gaze to me, look at me, and trust me, and give to me 
that which you think right now is an impediment to your happiness or to your life. We all have them. Put it on the altar and let the Lord take it and change it into the very thing that he's going to give to you that is going to make your life better, happier, more hope-filled, more courageous, more glorious. You've got to trust him. See, you know, I, I use this example of this, this, uh, this girl and you know, her, her situation and how God, she trusted through her family, her faith, her friends, her life, her husband. She trusted and she gave it and it, look what it turned into. But in the moment, it's hard to see that, isn't it? You know, and it's, it's also, it's October, it's pro-life month, so I, I use that story as a, as a way to maybe begin our conversation today. Here's another one. All right? So, it's 1976. I'm a freshman in high school. It's And I come home one day, and my mom and dad are, are, are sitting there. And and they gather all of us, and they say, we got something to tell you. And my parents are 42 years old at this stage of their life. And, and we're like, what? And it's kind of freaking, we're freaking out. This is an unusual situation. And well, my dad's got this kind of sheepish look on his face. And, and he's like, well, kids, uh, and there's five of us at this, this point. And he goes, we've got, we got a surprise for you. <laughs> it's been 10 years since they had a, their, their last kid, all right? And I said, we're going to have a baby. And my first response was, I was mortified. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Still? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Well, we know what they were doing, but praise God. <laughs> and... And it was a very, and she's 42, and, and they're both, and he, he's, as happy as they were, surprised they were, they're also very scared. So this is, this is not an easy time to have a baby, and, and you know, and her, she you know, it was, it was a difficult pre pregnancy for her. And we were all a little nervous. And I remember, I, you know, I was sitting there after school one day, and I was in the living room doing my homework, and... My mom and one of her friends is in the kitchen and they're talking, they're having coffee and, and I'm just sitting there doing my homework, you know, doing this, but half listening to their conversation, eavesdropping, sort of. And, and this is, again, 1976, so this is two years after Roe versus Wade. And this woman says to my mother, you know, Pat, that's my mom, Pat, Pat, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to have this baby. And, and I'm, I mean, I, my eyes flew open. And I'm and almost like holding my breath. What is my mom going to say to this? And this is what she said. She goes, you know, I guess I'm just not that sophisticated. I still, you know, I, I let my breath go and I, I will never forget that moment. I'm just not that sophisticated. What a perfect response. And that was, I think, the last time I saw that person uh, with my mom in the kitchen during coffee time. All right? Uh, here's a moment of great difficulty. They're fearful. 
She's not feeling good. It was miserable. We're all kind of on edge. But she's like, all right, well, this is what I got. This is what we got. And I trust. Trust my husband. Trust, I trust the Lord. I trust, I trust my faith. I, and I, I just, whatever, whatever this is, he's going to work it to the good. Now, and, and so my, bro, my brother, uh, Matt, was born on this date in 1976. Today's his birthday. He was sitting in this church last night with his wife and three kids. It's the best thing that ever happened. And one of the great joys of my life and my family's life, that beautiful family. I baptized all those kids and I did it right over here at this church. We, we can look at things and see, I, I don't know if I can do this. Lord, what is this? I'm, I, I, I'm scared, I'm anxious, I don't want this. You know, isn't, isn't it amazing that we live in like the most technically, technologically advanced time, the, the richest time, the, the most sophisticated time. And yet sometimes in our fear, our anxiety, our worry, our mistrust, our lack of faith, we, we come up with the only answer that we think we can come up with, which is just to run away from the thing that scares us, or to try to get rid of the thing that scares us. No, and I am in no way making any kind of a judgment, because I know we, we, we're all guilty. At times of our life, when we face difficult situations, we chose to run away. We chose not to deal with it. We, we're all guilty, one degree to another. But you know, brothers and sisters, the Lord, is, His greatest attribute is mercy. And even the things, even the mistakes we made and the, 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 the times we didn't embrace the challenging thing in our life to see what the Lord was going to do and how He was going to work it to the good, even the mistakes we made, He still uses and works them to the good. He can still take our greatest failures and if we stay with Him and we, and we say, Lord, increase my faith, that we call upon the Holy Spirit, stir into flame, Lord, that which I have received, this, these gifts, even the mistakes are gifts because in the hands of the Lord they become instruments of our conversion and transformation and a new stage of life. Nothing is wasted. So for, for us, it's, it's a great message of, of hope that the gift we have received, which is the gift of faith, which is the response to the Lord's salvation in our life, is to embrace everything and to let the Lord work it to the good. And even the times we fail, to surrender that and to His mercy because He's going to work it to the good. Nothing is wasted. It's all free. It's all free. Look back on your life especially the times that were difficult, and you say, I have no idea how I'm going to get through it. And here you are. All these years later, all this time later, and you can look back and you say, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I stuck with it and I trusted, or maybe I didn't and I failed, but I, I called on the Lord's mercy and here I am. And I can look back now and I can see how the Lord took that and used it to change me, to change my life, 
and to make me filled with that spirit, that free gift of life, that free gift of faith, that new discipleship, that new life that is a cause now not of consternation or worry or fear or disappointment, but of joy and power and glory. Huh? That's what we're made for. Nothing is wasted. Everything is free. And it's all for you.